time to run it off. I wake up. Let's talk about a game-changing platform for owners, managers, and employees. You want to create a motivating work environment that simplifies operations and saves you money? Meet Cues. Cues is a powerful mobile app that revolutionizes how businesses engage with their employees. Unlock a new level of engagement and efficiency, all from your smartphone. Employees get instant access to funds, company-wide transparency, and voice empowerment. It's what they truly care about, and Cues delivers. But here's the best part. It benefits managers, too. Real-time feedback, message tracking, and safe communication ensures accountability and enhanced risk mitigation. As an owner, you can run your entire payroll through Cues for cash back by the end of the year, saving you money and streamlining finances. The cool thing is Cues is able to help you consolidate multiple apps into one powerful platform. If you're an owner seeking employee satisfaction, productivity, and reduced turnover, Cues is your solution. Visit getcues.com. That's G-E-T-Q-U-E-S.com to learn more and schedule a demo. Elevate your employees' engagement with Cues. Welcome to the Profit Rocket Podcast. This is episode number 24. I'm your host, Victor Rancor. Uh, today, I have a guest of mine, not only as a friend, but someone that I think is going to help you guys scale your business massively. Um, someone that's been in the industry for a long time. Uh, Mr. Charlie Chena, man. Welcome to the podcast. Victor, thanks for having me, brother. Appreciate you. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on. So Charlie is actually the author of Expose and Close, uh, which is a book that helps people that may not be the best salesperson or may not know how to uh, open up that engagement with customers. It's a book that for someone that is maybe an introvert that wants to learn how to sell, it's a book that he, he authored that you guys should go, go ahead and check out. Uh, where can you get this at? Amazon. Amazon. Go on Amazon, get Expose and Close. Uh, but he's also the owner and founder of One Tap Connect, which is you know one of the reasons I brought him on is because it's something that I use within my business. And it's something that I, could ha- I think could help you guys exponentially. So, Charlie, uh, welcome to the podcast. I'd like you to kind of first, first off introduce yourself to my audience and who you are, where you started, how you even decided to write a book, and uh, we'll, then we'll lead on to one tap after that. Well, if you woke me up in the middle of the night, Victor, and shook me and said, you know, what do you do? Who are you? Sales professional would, would, would come to mind. I mean, at the end of the day, I love sales. And I didn't know it at the time. Um, but when I was 10, 11 years old, I saw this guy delivering papers and he was much older than me. And he used to come down the street in his Cutlass Supreme. So I'm a lot older than maybe a lot of your audience. Some of the guys that are listening might, might uh, uh, resonate. But I'd say, what is that guy doing? He's delivering papers. So one day I went and I said, hey, man, I'm, I'm only 11, you know, 11 years old, but you're still delivering papers, driving a car. He said, well, I'm about ready to get rid of it. He said, do you want my paper route? I said, yeah, I want your paper route. And he delivered papers in a high-rise tower, one of the only high-rise towers that was in Kenmore, New York, a little, little, little town outside of Buffalo, New York. It was air-conditioned in the summer, and it was um, heated in the winter. And Buffalo, as you know, is you know, snow country. So I bought this guy, my first transaction as a kid, and I gave this 16-year-old kid, I'm 11 years old, hundred bucks and I take over his paper route. And then that taught me how to knock doors. And I didn't know it at the time, but I was, you know, building certainty. I was building confidence. I was learning how to overcome 
objection or uh, rejection. So that was really my my first business experience, and I really didn't understand how that uh, helped me or progressed me in life. And I learned at an early age, just from from knocking doors to increase my my paper route distribution. That you know, the more doors you knock, the more money you make. The more you introduce, the more you produce. So that was my first introduction to sales. And from that, I've been in sales my entire life, uh, knocking doors in some way, shape or form, or, you know, picking up the phone and, and making cold calls and, you know, turning those into to client relationships. And I feel like, you know, a lot of people still look at sales as like, it's almost a dirty word. Right. And, and, and I look at sales, obviously, you know, for me, sales has changed my life. Right. Like I, I was doing oil changes for pennies on the dollar. Right. Like I've had odd jobs from busing tables, serving tables, uh, doing construction. I mean, I remember breaking my back doing uh, doing like masonry work, you know, before I got into what I do now. And, you know, sales is is probably the, it's, is the most lucrative business or business thing you can be in, right? It's, it's, it's the most lucrative job you can have, but it takes, a, you know, it takes a lot of time to build skills. And I think one of the things you're saying is like, you know, most people aren't willing to even step out of their comfort zone to learn sales. They just say it's bad. But once you really understand and understand the, the science behind it, I feel like, you'd be more inclined to do it. Do you feel that you were a natural salesperson or were you somewhere that like, Hey, I had to work on this. Like for me, like I came naturally me. Like it's, it's been like, I think my mom was in sales. Like it's just kind of embedded in me. I know how to communicate with people, but some people that are out there, maybe they're a technician or a, you know, any position in the business. I just don't feel as comfortable with sales. Like did it come naturally to you? How, how did you pick that up and how did you kind of master it? Well, I think my influence in growing up, you know, my dad was a consummate entrepreneur. Now, I never knew my dad to be a salesman where he worked for a company and sold something. He had his own small businesses, but he had clothing stores and bars and restaurants. But my dad was a consummate promoter. And one thing that he taught me is the best business card that you could have is right here, right? It, it's, it's reaching out a hand, shaking somebody's hand, making eye contact. And, you know, the art of human connection was taught to me at an early age, which as, as we progress, right. A lot of millennials don't even know how to communicate right there. I call them keyboard warriors. You meet somebody online, right. They're cocky or you, you hold them at a certain level, you get in front of them and you, and you say hello and they, and they can't speak. So I was to answer your question. I was just really taught the common courtesies. Hi, my name is, you know, what, what's your name teaching people how to feel significant. And then I did watch, my dad is a consummate entrepreneur, you know, put deals together. So uh, from that perspective, I knew how to shake a hand. I knew how to introduce myself. I knew how to get attention. And as I progressed and I got my first, listen, through, through high school, I, I sold shoes. I was a waiter. That's selling, right? Selling shoes at a retail store, uh, waiter. You know, how do you how do you upsell? How do you sell the desserts, the drinks, et cetera? So I, I've been in sales my entire life. But where I really learned was when I had to sell over the telephone. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and that was, you know, I'm, I'm going to be 57 here next month. Actually going to celebrate my 57th birthday. Was born on my grandmother's birthday. She's going to be 100. So I, I, I share that with you to say I'm not a youngster. So when I was coming up and selling on the phone, that was it. There was no automated dialer. There was no um, video. There was no internet. Yeah. You had to use the right words that triggered the right pictures that triggered the right emotions 
to get people to say, yes, let's do it. And then you had to learn closing techniques to paint that picture all through the words over the phone and build trust and rapport. So I came up through that. And I think that was the best training ground for me because as I progressed in life and all these other technologies came out, that was just icing on the cake for me. So the reason I wrote the book is to teach people those basic functions or maybe teach them some, some word tracks to give them the edge. Yeah. And I, I think it's funny because I mean, I, I, I've done phone sales myself. So I, you know, at 18, I started doing uh, what was it? Timeshares for the Marriott. So we had to, we sit down a dialer and you got to call people and you're like, Hey, you want a free trip and you want to get them out there. And, and I remember that was like one of the first sales jobs I had. And I didn't realize I was doing sales at the point. Like at that point, I didn't realize like, like it was, I was just taking a job and I knew they'd pay me a certain amount of money. And I was like, Oh, cool. I'll just do it. I didn't realize the skills that you have to, you have to obtain to work over the phone. And I transferred that into another job I was doing, doing loan modifications in my, you know, mid twenties, right before I got into what I was doing now, uh, I was doing loan modifications. So I, you know, people would call in and I got to sell, I got to, first off, I got to vet them. I got to go through it and I got to sell them on the company. Then I got to get them to send me $10,000 checks in the mail without ever meeting me. So yeah, you know, phone sales is a, is a lost art. Uh, but one of the other things that I'm, you know, that you just really said is that the handshake. And I think it's funny because this week I'm doing training with my staff, right? Mm -hmm. And they're all millennials. They're all early 20s to 25 year olds. You know, maybe the oldest is 30 years old. Right. And I'm sitting there and we spent an hour learning how to shake hands. And I don't think people understand the, the importance of the, the front end of a call, the front end of a conversation, the front end of a sale. So so many people talk to me. They're like, how do you overcome this objection? How do I do this or how do I close them? I'm like, dude, the close started when you first entered that door. And how you communicate to them, how you look at them, how you how you yep. interact, how you you know how you treat them, it all starts at the beginning. So we, I literally this whole week, I spent three days, two hours a day, so six hours practicing the first fifteen minutes of a call. Well, you didn't call me. Yeah, <laughs> come on. So I, I, I didn't even I didn't know that I didn't know that that's kind of what you especially like. This is what I'm trying. So this is what I'm good at. I didn't even think about it as a as a sales professional and as an owner as a trainer. Right. I didn't really think about it until last week. I'm like. I don't know the last time I went through, because I keep going through all these objections and all these things and the process is in the house. Dude, the beginning, the front end of the call is going to decide if you're going to win or lose. So I literally spent six hours this week with my staff, just literally shaking hands, entering a home, communicating, asking the right questions, getting thought-provoking questions, getting understanding the customer, listening to the customer. And these things happen in the beginning. And a lot of people are like, I can't figure out why I can't sell. And I'm like, well, how'd you start the call? And so it's kind of funny that you brought up the handshake things. I'm like, dude, I literally sat there and went through every single technician and they're like half of them are their freaking heads are down. They give me a freaking limp noodle yep, hand. I'm like, absolutely. what am I going to do with that thing? I'm going to shake that thing. You know what I mean? So uh, that's pretty funny. So, so now you've progressed, obviously you were, uh, you know, you learned, you learned those techniques. Now you're teaching those techniques. Um, what were you doing, you know, after that, like what were you selling to, to kind of lead up to where you're at now with one tap? Well, when I, when I was in school, I went to school for hotel restaurant management. I had scholarships to finish up at UNLV and I wanted to pursue a career in hotel restaurant management. Nice. While I was in school, I started selling ball caps and t-shirts and pens to contractors, uh, you know, general contractors, HVAC contractors. Were you the guy with the big old book, the flip book where they had to go through and all that dude, stuff? Dude, we, you know, when, when I hear some of these youngsters go, oh man, I made a hundred calls today. I'm like, dude, you didn't make a hundred calls today. You hit that button and the automated dialer dialed until you contacted hundred people. Like when we made a hundred calls, we had to dial 300 numbers, yeah. you know, in, in hopes that you'd get a hundred people, you know, to say hello. Um, and when we went push button, that was a big deal, bro. Like, right. you know, it, it was easy. So 
when I hear people say they made a hundred calls or, or they're working, I mean, now it's way easier to make phone calls. The issue becomes a lot of people don't pick up the phone now. Yeah. So, so when the they do connection rates real low, right? So when they do, how do you properly present and position yourself to engage in that conversation? So what I learned is there is a formula. Some of you may know it. Maybe a lot of you are doing it, but it's introduction, build rapport, gain credibility. And then you need to identify the problem. I need an air conditioner. Who's the solution? Acme error, affordable error, XYZ error. But talk, Victor, is what? What do you mean? Talk is what? As a friend? No, I'm saying talk in general. When you hear oh, people- Oh, talk say, is cheap. Talk yeah. is cheap, yeah, yeah. right? But then you need to show me the truth, authenticity, and proof that you can deliver. Yeah. So if a tech's walking in or a salesperson's walking into a home, hi, my name's Charlie. What's your name? Victor. Victor, nice to meet you. We're here from Acme Air, Affordable Air. We heard you have an issue with your air conditioning. You're just starting a conversation, right? Yeah. You, you want to connect with people. You want to build trust and rapport. You want to convey then who you are, what you do, and how you can help them. And then just start that conversation. Find out what their problem is and show them that you can solve their problem. But then you better back it up with some truth, authenticity, and proof that yeah. you can deliver. So, you know, I like to say in this day and age, how, how are you both high tech and high touch? It's not just going to be about sending a text all the time or sending an email or, or what have you. Well, I think, I think that's the biggest issue right now is that, dude, I was in, and I was talking about this the other day, dude, I, I made a, I had to fly out to South Carolina, right? And my fly to South Carolina, I had to stop in Newark, uh, New, I think it's New Jersey area with mm -hmm. airport right there in Newark. Yep. Never been there before. Right. So, and I get out and I'm on my way to this training out there. And, and, you know, obviously a lot of my training is communication and customer service and all this stuff. Right. I'm going to this airport in Newark and literally there is nobody working in the food court. Everything is a QR code. Everything's a computer. And I'm looking around. I'm like, I just want a fucking person to take my fucking order and provide me a goddamn service. Okay. Yeah. I can't figure this thing out. The thing I'm trying to touch it. I went to four places that would have got my money that day. And I finally ended up in the freaking slop counter because I was only one person that was standing there was where you had to like literally it was like everything was in the trays. And even she barely wanted to talk to me. And I'm like, dude. This world is so fucking easy to win. It's so easy to win right now just by having a little bit of customer service. There's a little bit of like wanting to communicate to people, you'll, you'll win the market. Like, is that what you're kind of seeing out there? I know you travel a lot. Yeah, and, here, and, and, and here's the deal. You know, personality. It's personal reality. And a lot of these people, their personal reality is this. Yeah. Right. They think they have a lot of friends on, on, on Facebook. <laughs> so you know, people say, Charlie, you're old school. No, I'm 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 not old school. The art, the art of human connection is dying because people aren't making an effort. And to your point, those that's that know how to do it or are eager to get out there and learn how to shake a hand or say, hi, my name is and articulately articulately tell people who you are, what you do and how you can help them. That's key. Now, there's only one reason why I'm on this podcast right now, right? Let's backtrack how we met. I think 
I don't know if it was uh, so it was Lance. I'm in Lance. I'm in Lance's office. Lance is saying, you know, I'm talking to Lance about my event, and he's and Lance had met you somewhere, right? right. And he shook your hand in somewhere, and he says, "Hey, I got the perfect guy that would be someone that probably want to be at your event." So next day, I know I'm on a phone call with you, Lance, and and me within like minutes. Next day, you know, we're having a conversation. I get your phone number. You actually followed up, which most people don't, by the way. That and this is something we talk about a lot in my training is just the follow up. And obviously, the money's in the follow up. You follow up. Finally get on, on the phone with me because I'm a hard person to track down. And you were persistent, which most people and salespeople aren't persistent anymore. You're persistent. We get on a phone call. shows me the product. Love the product, right? And we'll talk a little bit about that later. We love the product. Uh, next thing you know, without me even doing anything, I didn't pay a penny to you. You said, hey, I built this out for you. And once I saw it, I'm like, oh, shit, this is a badass product. And then next thing you know, like we started creating a relationship. And then now I'm like, dude, I want this product to other people. And I got you got to come check it out. And next thing you know, you're on my podcast. We're going to be at events together. Now, we'll probably be friends together. Now, did you ask me to comp you a tap card? Because you were going to pay. Yeah, I was going to pay. And he, right? He, you, didn't uh, you didn't ask me. To, to, I no. did it. Why? Because I'm looking to build a relationship. Yeah. And, and the reason I, I, I bring, I, I call this, uh, you know, when I sell now, I call it the transparent close. I'll literally tell people straight up, listen, I'm going to ask you for your business and I'm going to tr transparently tell you that I'm here to close and I walk them through it. What I'm saying is with what we're talking about right now, this is real transparency of how I met a guy that I didn't even know. And quite honestly, I don't know Lance that well. I think Bill Rossell yeah. that worked at one SEO for a long period of time, said, you need to meet Lance, right? I met Lance. Lance introduces me to you. I know you're a high-level player. I want you to see my, my product, not because I want your money. I want the relationship. And then did I ask to be on your podcast? No, you got invited. Right, you got, I got invited. So we're sitting here for the exact reason of sharing with your, your, your audience what they should be doing. And I'm not suggesting that... You give away your product for free, right? I'm just saying that you'll know sometimes it's not always an exchange of, of money. It is, it, is, it is about the relationship. And then you said to me, well, Charlie, I want you on my podcast. Where do you live? I said, Vegas. And you said, are you willing to fly out? And I said, yeah. So, so now I'm giving my, my, my time to be on a podcast, which I'm honored to do. Knowing that it's not about money, it's not about time, it's about the relationship. And that's the sales, con that comes back to the sales conversation or the ability to stick out your hand online or offline with transparency and authenticity. And I think this is, you know, if you're listening to this, you're like, oh, how do I tie this into my business? And it's like, dude, this is how I grew my business. Like everything in absolute was grown off of relationships, right? Like I'm at, my very first customers were people that I were in my fantasy football league. I just started texting everybody <laughs> in my phone that I've ever even contacted with and said, hey, I'm starting an AC business, right? So I picked it up from there and then I started going to B&I groups because I couldn't afford anything. So I started shaking hands there, meeting people creating relationships, making them feel like I'm the authority in what I do. Uh, I've done everything from giving away free air conditioning systems. I've done all kinds of stuff, you know, in the community, like all these things that it's like, I knew that it's going to cost me something, right? Because sometimes there's, there's like, there's something you have to give up something to get something. And I knew that when I was doing this stuff, it made me feel great doing it. But I also knew that if I, if I was putting out enough good in the world and did enough good things and right things to people that eventually it pays myself back. It's a similar thing with your business. Like, I'm not saying go give all your stuff away for free, but I've had plenty of instances where I've done a free event, right? 
I had a free event that cost me like $15,000 to put on. I put on this free event. Everybody thought I was crazy, but next thing you know, I got all these people that are now champions of me and they liked hanging out. I didn't even sell anything at the event. I just wanted everybody to come hang out and meet me. And they all met me and actually I know a relationship with them. I'm buying their businesses or whatever it is. So if you're listening to this, like just don't always think about now. Think about, you know, five steps ahead, right? Like we're playing, we're not trying to play checkers here. We're playing chess and That's this right. is how life is. And once you start playing chess is when you start winning. So um, anyway, so we'll we can talk about that stuff all day. I mean, that's, that's, it gets, that's like relation. That's like one-on-one stuff. If you want to be a high level successful person is how you build those relationships. Well, so. it, it is, but for some reason, for a lot of people doing it's complex, but yeah. if I can leave your audience with anything, how do you brand position and differentiate yourself? And to your point, you said, I just started telling everybody, right. And my fantasy football group or my BNI group, right. That I'm in the AC business. Well, guess what? You know, three three percent of the world wants to buy private labeled bottled water right now. You know, and I'm just throwing statistics out, but the fact is, right? There's three percent of the people. If you talk to 100 that want to buy a phone today, there's three percent of the world that might want to buy some big pens that they need for for their office. So, the more you ask and make people cognizant of who you are and what you do, you're going to fall into deals because they need what you have. And then, as you master these skills. And you build these relationships, all of a sudden you wake up and you go, I don't, I don't know where that deal came from. Well, that deal came from the energy that you put out to the world and is now and is now coming back. Well, Sometimes even, you just it, can't see it. Even happens on like, dude, I meet I meet business owners and obviously I do consulting for companies. And dude, I meet business owners and I go to their Facebook, I don't even know what their business is. Like, I'm like, dude, I go, if I went on your Facebook, I would literally have no idea what you did for a living and you own a business. That is insanity to me. Like for me, I use social media. That's the biggest free marketing you can use, man. I use I use social media for everything. I mean, you guys have all probably seen my reels and probably the reason you're on this podcast is because you've seen my reels over and over and over and over and over again, right? And so many people are so scared to put themselves out there talking about what they do. If you're not proud about what you do for a living, then you're not doing the right thing. And that's that's kind of crazy to me. So anyways, let's let's fast forward a little bit. So you wrote this book. Um, obviously, you know, you were inspired by it to, to write it for you know, people that might be struggling to, to, to put themselves out of that comfort zone. Um, and for people that are thinking about writing a book, just so you know, you don't get rich off books, right? So books are uh, meant to obviously help other people and give them some knowledge and stuff. But you want to talk a little bit about that for someone that's ever thinking about writing a book? Yeah. So what, what prompted me to write the book is I had a good friend of mine um, pass away. And I'm like, man, he should he should have written a book, and he didn't. Uh, he I talk about him in my book. I, I actually mentioned him before the podcast. His name was Vinny Vinny Bergman. He was one of the first guys back in the early '70s to take a car and stretch it into a limousine, like a stretch limousine. And then he started stretching Lamborghinis and Porsches. So all these crazy limousines or these suburbans now that you see that 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 are stretched and everything in between. He kind of broke the ice for that. And I learned so much from him as a promoter, as a marketer. He was a self-made guy, street guy that came up the hard way. But anywhere I went with him, he'd shake a hand. Didn't matter if it was the person that was mopping the floor in the hotel lobby or the chef or the general manager of the hotel. If, you know, I traveled with him. He talked to everybody and everybody knew who he was, what he did, and how he, would, he could help them. My dad was the same way. So as I got older... I'm reflecting on all these mentors that I had in my life that I didn't even call mentors at the time, but they, they affected me. So that, that's really the key. You, you need to forget about the word selling and think about the word presenting. 
And then when you know how to present yourself in a way that's unforgettable at the first point of contact, you'll get people's attention. You'll position yourself. What do I mean by that? You'll get the appointment, right? You'll say, hey, let's have a drink. Let's have a coffee. Can I stop by your office? You want to do a podcast, right? And then you profit. And it's not necessarily monetarily, right? You may end up building a genuine relationship with that person. So that being said, that's really the, the, the key to success. But that taught me how to move up the food chain and from, you know, being in, on the phone and uh, selling hats and key tags and pens to contractors. I then got into, you know, the deregulation of telecom in, in the 90s, uh, started my own small businesses, got into home improvement in 1999. I didn't even know I was in the home improvement business. I used to call it the construction business. I did some consulting for a guy that was doing floor leveling and sound control flooring. You ever heard of Jip Creek? Yeah. So he had a company. He said, do me a favor, come in, redo my branding, redo all my marketing materials and help me acquire the customers that I either lost or these customers that I can't get to. So I signed like a four month deal with him at the end of the four months. I'm like, okay, I'm out. And he goes, no, I, I, I don't want you to, to leave. He goes, there's a lot of money in this business. I said, man, I'm, you know, they'll throw me off job sites, brother. Like, you know, I like to dress in sport coats and, you know, get dressed up. I said, I'm not, I'm not an instruction guy. He goes, but there's a lot of money in it. Well, then he showed me the money. So I decided to stay. <laughs> he told me to write out my commission program and he screwed me, right? I was supposed to get, you know, an $8,000 commission check. It was 1500. Long story short, I said, either you pay me what you owe me or you're going to have a competitor. Well, I contacted another company. I said, hey, I'll be the marketing arm. I'll go out and procure all this business. You give me my piece. We'll be a match made in heaven. And I got into that business and just started being the marketing arm for this other company, his competitor. Then I got into countertops. Then I got into flooring. Then I got into shades, draperies, furniture, and everything in between. Why am I telling your audience this? Because... Again, I didn't realize it at the time. The formula is the same. Yeah. If you've got a product to your point that you're proud of, you need to shout from the rooftops who you are and what you do. And that's all I did. I'd go in to sound control somebody's floor in a high-rise tower. This is when all the high-rises in the early 2000s were, were being built in Vegas. You'd come in and say, yeah, man, I'm from California. I'm a successful HVAC guy. It's my second home. I do your floor. You're like, dude, you're awesome. You did that quicker than you told me you were going to do it. I appreciate you. By the way, Charlie, who can do my countertops? Well, Vic, what do you need? Well, I need this. I take the measurements, right? I go bring them to my buddy that did countertops. Now, he wasn't my buddy. He came to me and asked me if I would rep his company. And before you know it, like we were, we were turnkey in, you know, multi-million dollar property. So I'm very familiar with, you know, home improvement. And I'm not an HVAC expert in any way, shape, or form, but the model's the same. I've been in home improvement. I know what the homeowner thinks when you walk in. And when you can you know, connect with people at a high level at hello and build that trust and rapport, they'll want what you have. And you won't have to convince them that, that you have what they need. Awesome. So obviously you've been, you've been through a lot of obviously jobs and sounds like you've been very successful. What kind of led to where we're at, where you're at now? So obviously you started one tap direct. One, is it one tap connect? Yeah, one tap connect. One tap connect. Yeah. Well, I keep want to say direct, but at one tap connect. How long ago did you start that business? I started, I want to say I started it in 2017. It wasn't called one tap connect. 
a buddy of mine um, who was a, a, a foreign contractor that I did a lot of business with, he's from Israel, brought his buddy over. His buddy literally got off the plane. They came to my office. And I didn't know this, but Jerusalem is like the Silicon Valley of that, that part of the world. So this guy gets off the plane, uh, comes to my office, and my buddy says, if anyone can help you market your product, it's Charlie. And he showed me this digital card. And he wanted 50 grand to give me 50% of the company. I didn't like it. I almost did it, but I didn't like it. Something was missing. So then I started buying a bunch of stuff off the shelf. Again, there was always something missing because a digital card is just an exchange of information. They, but they put it on a landing page. And then I had some other guys. I did an event in Vegas. They heard me speak. They said, oh, we can help you, you know, take it to the next level. They got flaky. And then my wife just said, why don't you do this yourself? So it was like 2020, 2021. I reached out to a guy, said, listen, these digital cards are made by tech guys. They've never knocked the door, ran a lead, or made a cold call in their life. Here's what I want. I want it built around my sales process with calls to action so when people use it, they can convert. So I started really selling this uh, in 2021. I went to a, a roofing conference, got a booth. Some people that were there knew me because I had spoken at that conference in 2018 and 2019 before COVID. So they knew who I was and what I did. And in exhibiting there, we, you know, we probably acquired, you know, 150, 200 new customers. And I said, Hmm, we got, we got something here, but I said, Oh, it'll be a cool little side business, right? If I make X, put my daughter through college, like it's fun. I like it, but I was really giving it away to my clients as a value add. And then people just started calling me saying, hey, man, how do, how do I get more? And then in 2022, the guy that I hired to do my programming and design, I called him to my house and I said, hey, man, we got something here. I said, do you want to be my partner? I made him my partner. And um, yeah, 2022, we officially called it OneTap Connect. And you know, this year, I literally, yesterday before I left, was with my director of operations and we're going over the books. You know, we're, we're, we're growing exponentially. So uh, anybody that's front facing in, in any type of business that needs client acquisition loves our tool because our tool allows you to have immediacy on a prospect. And what I mean by that is when you tap somebody's phone, you text this to them, or you use the QR code, what pops up is what I call a microsite, which is a cross between a mobile website and a mobile app. Doesn't require a download but it immediately gives you impact and influence and helps people connect the dots again. So they want what you have. And that, and that's how I got to this point. Yeah. I mean, obviously I've seen a lot of the tap cards and stuff like that in the past. And I think the thing that stood out to me was like just the possibilities of what you could do. Right. Like, you know, obviously we've made one for myself and it directs to all the things that I do all my, not only all my social media, my phone number, all that stuff, but also, you know, little videos and it also could add like add a bunch of stuff about what I do right about me. And I started thinking about, it. I'm like, okay, what can I do if, with my employees, right? Like I run an HVAC business and I'm like, first off, we, we print a bunch of business cards all the time. They just float around my guy's trucks. They get destroyed. They get messed up. Don't really get used. They're really not anything special, right? 
So like, okay, how can we use this? We can create it one with down there and then they tap it. We got videos with like a little bit of information about how we do our installations or we could have a promo in there. We could have a, we could have a coupon we could have whatever we want in there to direct that customer. Like, Hey, things that we do in the community and all these things that we can have on there rather than just a regular business card. And that's what really caught my eye. like the possibilities of what you can do and you can control everything that's on those things. So that much is a cool part as the owner. But like now, dude, you link them right into your, hey, you go right to Google. If you have multiple Google locations, it can send you, hey, look, if you're out in Riverside, tap this this Google location. You can have a video about how you do installations or a video from the owner saying, hey, thank you for doing business with us. This is what our company's about. So I just started seeing all the possibilities of what you can do. And I'm like, man, this thing's amazing. Now, how do you get, you know, obviously you got to get it out to public, right? Just like anything else, you start a business. And so many people, they start a business and they they hope and pray that customers are going to come to them. I got the best product on the planet. And they're freaking pounding their chest. And I'm like, dude, no one knows about it. That's right. And I think that's the one thing I really liked and, and admired about you is that, you know, you're not a, you're not 34 like me, but you are out hustling me all day long. I mean, you, you just said you were in five different five different conferences over the last couple of weeks, flying all over the place, flying from Vegas to California, coming on podcasts, doing all these things. And just not even just the, the product itself, but like how he's going about and getting his product out there. People ask, how do you become successful? Well, everyone thinks it's overnight and easy, right? But what you're doing is something that most people aren't willing to do. And that's when you're willing to do stuff that most people aren't is when you get the success that most people aren't able to, aren't able to achieve. So Absolutely. I think that's pretty cool. And I got something for you, Michael. Will you give that, give that to Vic? What's this one? So we've got different accessories, right? Because everyone's in a different spot. So Listen, if I'm, if my feet are on the ground, I'm on stage. And what I mean by that is like, I'm working and I've been on podcasts before and people go, you know, some guys go, you're weird. I closed at RoofCon a $12,000 deal because I met a guys were washing our hands coming out of a bathroom, washing my hands. Hey bro, what do you do? I tap his phone. Now I tapped his phone with my consulting one tap. I, he goes, where'd you get this, this app? I said, it's actually my company. He walks to my booth. He's got a solar company. He spends 12 grand with me. I met him in the bathroom. We have these accessories, wristbands. They're chipped. We have bumpers for the back of your phone. So if you're at the gym and you don't have your business card, right? Bumper. Now here, slide this out. Think like this, hold it like this and slide it out. I made you something a little extra special. Oh, Let sweet. Take a look at that tap card I made you. That's pretty sweet. That's dope. Huh? That's custom tap profit rocket card. So we have tap cards, we have the bumpers, we have key tags. These are transfer mechanisms. So no matter where you're at, you're doing business. People say, well, you know, I'm, I'm at church. Well, at, at church, when they invite you for tea and coffee, guess what? And they say, what do you do? You should be able to tap somebody's phone. And then this allows you, I don't know if this is. Well, you can even like, you know, just looking at this as a branding point, like this could be in your technician's pocket, right? And then you can have your logo on this. So you can have, you know, absolute airflow or whatever your company is, a logo on the back. And then they have the scan card on there. So if you guys don't want to tap the phone, they still have a card they can scan right there. And, you know, obviously right. cut the time. But again, what we're doing is building a site to where everything's right there. Your Facebook, your LinkedIn, your Instagram, testimonials, before and after shots of your installs. And again, this has been built around introduction, build rapport, gain credibility, identify a problem. I need a new AC. Who's the solution? Right? Affordable or Acme or whatever the company is. And then all your truth, authenticity, and proof is right there. And then the cool thing is we have a whole training that goes with this, Vic, and it sits on people's phone just like an app. So we've had great success with it. And um, 
I literally go to work every day and, and have people you know, texting me or emailing me or calling me on how it's made a difference in their life or their, or their business. And I'm having a lot of fun at this point. Well, man, I'm 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 excited for you. Obviously, you're you're making that you're making a run. I think you're you're building something awesome, right? Like I think you're building something that's going to be not only impactful to yourself, right, but also impactful to your customers. So I think a lot of people don't understand like what it feels like to watch your customers win. And that's one thing. Like obviously, it's always been a passion of mine is watching my customers win. And I think like this is a product where you get to say come back a year from now and they might be back at that same conference and they're like they might be your biggest champion for it, right? And I feel like it's one of those things where I saw it and I'm like, okay, I got to tell, I told a bunch of people and started sending it. I'm like, Hey, I want that thing too. So uh, what's the best way to contact you? Uh, if they want to, they want to check out the product or meet you or, or anything, man, how, how do they reach out to you? Well, charliechina.com is my, my personal website for my consulting and coaching company. And then one tap connect.com is the actual uh, networking product, the actual micro sites that we're building for contractors nationwide and i believe michael is going to put that link up there and anybody that does want it i'll do something special for for everybody um that's you know a member a follower or, or anybody that that uh, is part of your group we'll make sure we take good care of yep just mentioned the profit rocket podcast and charlie will take care of you guys so Charlie, man, it's pretty awesome to hear your story. And obviously it's a good story to share to my audience. And I think that, you know, there's definitely some bits and pieces you can take out of this podcast. And that's what I always tell you guys. You're tuning in to hopefully learn something. And, and if you could take one or two things out of this podcast that you can take back and you can implement immediately to help impact yourself, your life, your business, and then it's worth it to me. So thank you guys for tuning in. Charlie, thanks for coming on, brother. Any, any last words you have for the audience? Listen, you have to keep going. I tell my son, he's in the insurance business, same thing. What business are you in? You're in the client acquisition business. So whether you're HVAC, insurance, you sell pools, you sell water, doesn't matter. You're in the client acquisition business, you're in the distribution business. And those days that you seem like you want to throw in the towel, Victor will tell you, don't throw in that towel. Wipe off your forehead, take a deep breath. Take the next step because, you know, success is, is literally right there. You're, you could be at the 90 or you could be at the uh, one yard line and you're ready to score that touchdown and you deserve it. So I love what you said. You said nothing makes you uh, happier than when you watch your customers win. And, and, that is, and that is true. And we should all be doing the same thing. Awesome. Charlie, it was a pleasure. I'm sure I'm going to see you again. I'll see you around. I'm going to be in Vegas the next couple of weeks. So I'm sure we'll probably hang out and grab some dinner or something like that. And then if you guys are going to be at the Profit Rocket Growth Summit, Charlie should have a booth there or he plans on having a booth there. You can come out, check him out. Hopefully by then you're already a customer. If not, come check it out in person. Uh, Charlie, it was a pleasure. Thank you guys for listening in to the uh, Profit Rocket podcast. Make sure to like and subscribe on, on either on Spotify, Apple, or YouTube. And hopefully invite some friends, right? I do this to help you guys, to help you guys grow, to help your businesses grow. Uh, so all you guys can do, all I ask is hopefully you guys invite a couple friends and share this video, share this uh, podcast so I can help more people. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day and happy 4th of July if I don't see you.